um, you know, ex roommates, housemates in the house, <laughs> and family, and so it's fun. But um, I was just going to share just a couple testimonies, just real quick, just about some things I've been seeing God do. So I don't even know if Sarah knows what I've been up to, but every couple months I've been personally, so I've been leading trips for Bethel, but me and some friends have been personally taking our money and going down to Mexico, and um, we've been going out to like the red light district, and um, where the cartel meets, there's this particular neighborhood where girls are consistently selling themselves, and then there's heroin addicts. There's a full-out heroin camp um, where people are camping out, doing heroin. Um, you have to, like, jump over some bars, literally, to get there. And, and we've just been, like, praying for people, loving on people. And, and we took a team there this summer, and we went to this hospital, and there's this open area, the hospital. And we were just like, is it okay if we start praying for people? Like, how do you guys feel, like the people at the hospital? And um, we're like, this guy's back just got healed. And we start sharing the testimony with the people who work there. And the main doctor was like, sure, I, I mean, I guess. Like, what are you guys going to do? And we're like, well, usually we just share what God did, and then people start getting healed. And he's like, I don't see why not. Like, we're backed up till like, 1 p.m. It's, like, 10 a.m., so we won't even be able to see most of these people anyway. So you might as well start. So we're just like, so me and my friend Joel, we're like, well, hello, everybody. You know, God's here right now. And we're like in English and in Spanish because there's English and Spanish present. And um, God's touching people. This guy's back just got healed. If you need a miracle, stand up. So people start standing up. And people start getting healed like they had pain in their body and they don't have pain anymore. So that was fun. And um, we saw like a lot of like prostitutes have genuine like encounters with the love of God and get like looked like looked into their eyes and see that they're loved and see that they're valued beyond what they do and um so it's just fun so I've been doing that I don't know if you know I've been doing that regularly down in Mexico but um there was this one guy and this doesn't really apply to what I'm talking about today but it's just a fun story <laughs> there is this um guy he's been selling drugs in the drug cartel so he's actually trafficking drugs from um, Tijuana to San Diego and we got this stage for a night um, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. where we have a microphone, we have a band, we're able to do whatever we want. Like, anything can happen. There's no <laughs> limits. They've seen crazier things than what we're going to do, but in the opposite happened, you know? And so we were, like, preaching, like, Jesus died on the cross. He loves you guys. He's here right now. He cares about you. And then we would go after, like, praying for the sick. And then we'd go after salvation and people would get saved. And then we'd pray for the sick. We called it the salvation healing sandwich. And we'd just like, do you guys want to know Jesus? This is what Jesus did for you. And do you want to like receive, you know, a miracle in your family? And we had 40 people praying for people out there. And then um, this is where the red light district is. It turns into the red light district at night and then where the cartel is. So you can get any kind of drug. You can get anything here. And you can also get a miracle. You can also get saved. So like, we're saying he wants to meet Jesus. Just lift your hands to heaven. And there's like people with prostitutes, like separating from their prostitute, like getting saved. Like they were coming from like San Diego, like coming to get prostitutes, like saying, I want Jesus going home, not doing what they planned on doing. And we have different people. So then they're getting healed. And there was this guy who he's a professional bullfighter in Tijuana. I don't know, that's just random, but he showed us the poster of, like, this is me at my last event. Like, he just keeps it in his pocket, I think, for bragging rights. <laughs> and he, like, pulls it out, and I was like, this is me at my last event. But what happened is I got in this accident, and I got gored in my stomach by a bull. And I have this, like, residual nerve pain, and I can't do the bullfighting anymore. I'm like, bummer. Like, sounds like you're really good at it, you know. So the team prays for him. He gets totally healed. All the pain leaves his stomach. He's like, well, I want to know this Jesus. So they start telling him about Jesus. And so anyways, um, there was this other guy who's in the cartel, like pretty high up, like pretty known in the cartel. And um, this little girl draws him like five, six years old, you know, draws him um, a piece of prophetic art with a heart and a rainbow, you know, real deep. You know, something none of us could draw here. A heart and a rainbow. And um, he gives it to the little girl, walks up to this, the biggest guy probably there that night, like this big Mexican dude, tattoos, really like 6'1", 6'2", like really tall, the big guy, and gives it to him and says, I just want to let you know that God's promises are for your heart. That's all she says. Like that's her word. That's where her word starts and ends. And the guy starts crying and he says, wow, Thank you so much. I just listened to this message, like the gospel is being preached, and I never heard anything like this tonight. 
do you really think God's promises are for my heart? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and so he ends up giving, like, her and her mom pray for him. He rededicates his life to Jesus and, like, gets this miracle in his body. And it's just really cool. And right. we obviously have friends there that follow up with all these people. And we work with, like, the Mexican church down there. But um, something kind of that I think is really fun and really a cool part of, like, our Christian faith is, like, being able to partner with, like, our local church to pray for people, like, as they have needs or to um, encourage them, to edify them. So what I'm kind of going to go out of is some of my personal notes. And then Benny Johnson, um, like, our prayer servant leader at Bethel, Bill Johnson's wife, um, wrote this kind of manual for prayer servant training. And so she does this, like, four-hour prayer servant training with all the students at the beginning of the year. So we're not going to you know, be that intense. But um, so I asked her if I could have some of her notes. So I'm going to go over some of that today and then just send my own notes. So um, the purpose of being in like prayer ministry is to, is to encourage, to edify, to comfort the people who come forward. So we're talking about like in a church setting, like people who are coming forward for ministry, to love on them, to have compassion on them, to see them the way Jesus sees them, to... Um, we don't want to look at their problems and say, wow, your problems are so big, like, really sorry about that, like, hope that gets well. Like, we want to become aware of the presence of God that is in us, is around us, and release Jesus, release his presence to see an answer come to them. Like, I love this thing that my friend Joaquin, Joaquin Evans says. He was the leader of our healing rooms at Bethel, and um, when he got the healing rooms, lots of people would come for prayer but none of the prayer servants would come. So, like, he would have tons of people who need a miracle, but no one would actually come to pray for the sick. And he started just focusing on the presence of God and the love of God and just, like, we carry an atmosphere. When people come into the atmosphere, it isn't their atmosphere of sickness, of pain, of worry that overtakes it. It's our atmosphere of heaven. It's the atmosphere of God's presence. And in the presence of God is God, and so we're expecting people to get healed, we're expecting people to get saved, we're expecting people to get touched by God, and so, um, anyways, he, he's seen, like, more in God than, like, most people I've ever heard of, but there's something he says, and it's, it's really humble, he says, it's not my job to see God show up, it's my job to hang out with the one who does the work, so it's not my job to see the sick healed, it's my job to have a really good friend named Jesus, who's good at healing the sick, who died for people to get saved, people to get touched, people to get encouraged, people to get edified. And so it kind of takes the pressure off of us. Like, I don't have to be good at praying for people. I don't have to be good at giving people encouragement. Like, I have a really good friend named Jesus who's so invested in touching the people around me that I just get to hang out with God and see him show up. And so, like, for me, the more I'm aware of God's presence and who God is, and what, what God wants to do in my life and the people around me, I feel like the easier my job is. Like, um, Joaquin says this thing, like, everything in his title is healing. Like, he leads, a, he used to lead, um, now he does something else, he oversees the itinerant um, ministers at Bethel. But um, he used to say, there's a thousand prayer servants, you know, to pray for healing in just the healing rooms alone. I'm, he's in charge of them, he does healing conferences, everything in his title is healing. And he would say, I'm not good at my job. I don't know how to heal the sick. I just hang out with someone who does. And so I think, I think a big part of like praying for praying for people is having a servant heart. Like I'm not here to be like the rock star. I'm not here to you know. Wow, how many things can I see today? You know, I'm not here for a testimony. I'm here to love people and to serve people. To serve the person in front of me, to have compassion on them, to hope with them, to love on them, and then to serve my local church, to serve the people around me. Um, that my goal today, when I go forward to pray for people, is just to follow the Holy Spirit. It's just to do what Holy Spirit's doing and to partner with God to the best of my ability. And um, something I'd encourage us to do is like, you may or may already do this, but in ministry situations, so when we leave them, to obviously allow God to talk to us and like encourage us and you know give us advice and you could have did this better, but to never say, oh, I could have done this better, I could have done that better, but just to say we follow God to the best of our ability that day, you know, to see what God's doing, to um, that our goal isn't to focus on someone's problem. Like, let's say you have knee pain, okay? Like, I'm not going to be like, 
oh God, I just pray that this knee pain would go, this knee pain, this knee pain, this knee pain, and focusing on the problem, but that we focus on God who's going to bring the answer. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So not praying from this place of petitioning or begging God to do something, but praying from a place of knowing what Jesus has already done. Like Jesus wants to encourage her more than I do, right? Jesus wants to heal her more than I do. Jesus is more invested in her than I'll ever be. And obviously I care about her, I love her, I'm invested in her, like I really enjoy her, but God, Jesus died for her to be made well, to be saved, to be healed, to be delivered, to be um, just totally set free. And so that we get to pray, not, not for heaven to come, like God, but praying in a place of becoming aware of how much God is already there. Does that make sense? So I'm not begging, like, God, come and touch her. Like, please do this. Please touch her. But, God, I thank you that you want to touch her. And so I'm, I'm partnering with that. There's this example that um, Benny uses in here, and it's talking about UPS. George Williams went like this idea. Um, so UPS. Let's say God is sending the package. So the package is his son, Jesus. Jesus died on the cross. For all to be saved, healed, and delivered. We see that in the atonement. We see that in Isaiah 53. We see that Jesus healed all who were sick and oppressed by the devil because the Holy Spirit was with him. We see that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of us. We see that, like, we're not lacking. Like, we have our ambassadors of Christ on the earth. Like, we carry God. You can't have any more of Jesus carrying inside of you than you already have. Like, you have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Like, you are full of God. Like, it's our job, though, to become aware of how much of God we're carrying. Like, everyone in this room is clothed in power, clothed in the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we just need to pray for somebody and see how much we're carrying. Like, I've had so many moments where I pray for somebody, and I'm like, whoa, I didn't know I was that loaded. Like, <laughs> how did that happen? Like, I don't know how to heal the sick. Like, but Jesus does, and we get to hang out with him. And so, um, so UPS. So God has this package healing, encouragement, love, and it's, it's all, all our job is is to walk it to them, basically, to take it from the UPS truck and bring it to their door and say, here is the thing that you've, you've been hoping for, like to pray for them and to release it. And so, so when someone comes up for, um, hang on, let me just look over something really quickly. Um, when somebody comes up for prayer, something... Something I do is I just, before I go up or as I'm standing up there, I'm just aware, like, God's here. He wants to touch them. And so I don't pray from a place of, do I have enough faith? Do they have enough faith? Like, I don't go there. I pray from a place of a mustard seed is enough. Like, a mustard seed moves mountains, right? Mm -hmm. So God wants to touch them more than I want to touch them. Jesus died to kill them. And so I just pray from a place of expecting God to show up. Every time, like, like, I just pray from a place of God wants to touch them, so why wouldn't he move? Like, whether it's a creative miracle or someone needs encouragement in their family. And, um, you know, like, like, something else is, like, when people come forward and they don't know what they want prayer for, sometimes I'll just ask God, like, God, do you have a word for them? Is there anything I could say that could encourage this person? And um, one key is, like, when we pray for people is to honor them. Like, to be aware of this person might have children, they might have to eat, they might have plans for their day. And so to pray for them from a place of watching them and, like, are they looking at their watch? Do they have to go somewhere and honoring them? So I'll say, like, hey, like, can I pray for you? And she's like, yeah, pray for my family. And so I pray from a place of um, just love and short prayers. Like, a lot of people... Um, feel really honored when we pray short prayers over them and like keep our eyes open to see like how they're doing to see if they're getting healed does that make sense mm -hmm. so praying from a place of um, short prayers not yelling at them not telling them what they want to do like people aren't coming up for advice they're coming up for an encounter with God so like keeping our prayers short loving them honoring them after we pray you know if you want to pray longer you can say something like do you need prayer for anything else? Because we're there to serve them. Also, like, not yelling in tongues over people just because people don't understand what you're praying over them. Sometimes that creates anxiety. I love tongues. Big tongue prayer. 
you know, in my room, shabba-dabba-dabba. But, <laughs> but when somebody prays in tongues over me personally, it creates, it's kind of like, this is kind of awkward. Like, I don't understand what you're saying. It's kind of loud. Like, everyone's looking at me. And um, it just isn't always the most edifying thing. And so also if you pray in tongues under, under your breath and people don't understand tongues, it makes them feel like, are they, like, talking secrets about me to God? Like, I don't really understand what's happening. And so we want to honor people where they're at. Um, also, no, like, breath mints, great idea. <laughs> like, you know, I, I do what you did. That's awesome. That's the wisdom of God. You know, I pass <laughs> around breath mints because cause we're Christians and we drink coffee. Like, we do. We're not going to lie about it. And coffee, after a two-hour service, hour service, half an hour worship, you know, you're getting excited about Jesus. That mouth starts warming up. You smell bad. <laughs> Your neighbors smell bad. Like, everyone just starts smelling bad. And so mints are important. Mints, you know, perfume, like, smelling good but not smelling too good. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't mean like that or anything. But you don't want to, like, you know, like, you know, people don't need to leave needing prayer for their nose, too, after meeting you. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, headache. Um, so, like, mints, no, um, you know, like, maybe your dream is, like, when you pray for people to see them get, like, laid out in the spirit. Like, don't push people. Like, don't, like, pretend to be Benny Hinn. Like, if you're not, like, um, <laughs> like, I think there should just be one Benny Hinn. I'm not saying other people should lay people out, but, uh. You know, people start wearing all white to church and have the long hair and we start calling them out. No, I'm kidding. But um, putting your hand on someone's head and, like, rocking them, shaking them, pushing people, it might feel like what God's doing to you. But to them, especially if that's a woman, they often feel like, wow, I feel, like, almost powerless. I feel like this person's really strong. This is kind of, I feel kind of controlled. I feel like if I am done with prayer, I couldn't leave this situation. Like, I feel like I'm here for as long as your 10-minute prayer lasts. <laughs> One minute in, okay, cool, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. You know, two minutes in, I need strength. Three minutes in, I'm going to need inner healing from this prayer. <laughs> Four minutes in, you know, their war mouth starts warming up, they don't have a mint, their breath starts stinking, and I'm like, God bless America, I'm sitting in the fourth row next week and running out when this person comes after me, you know? And so... Something for like praying for people, probably a lot of you already do this, but just in case is when I pray for someone, she comes up for prayer and is like, hey, I'm just going to use you for every example. So. <laughs> hey, um, can you pray for me? Um, pray for my kid, you know, like, like whatever. And so I pray and I, I say, hey, is it okay if I lay my hand on your shoulder? And everything I do with touching somebody, she needs prayer for her knee. I say, is it okay if I lay my hand on her knee? I don't assume just because she came up for prayer that she's comfortable with me touching her. I ask her permission. That way, because I always want this dialogue to be safe. I never want to force myself upon her or assume just because she came forward that she's okay with doing whatever we do. Like if I feel like, you know, if let's say it's her shoulder has pain, I feel like if I tap your shoulder two times, then something's going to happen. Like let's say I feel like, that was kind of silly, but let's say I feel like there's something God said, if we do this, this will happen, you know, like Jesus spitting in people's eyes, you know, Jesus did some weird stuff, like, I'm not saying we should do weird stuff for weird stuff's sake, but sometimes we feel led, like, you know, if I sing this song, or, you know, not to get something to happen, but just, we feel like maybe that's what God's doing in the moment, and so I'll ask her, like, hey, I feel like I'm supposed to tap your shoulder two times, do you feel okay with that? Because even though she came forward, she still has the choice to say yes or no at any time in this dialogue. And she, Is it okay if I tap your shoulder two times? Yes or no? Yes. And so I'll be like, how's that? You know, and I will always leave it unforceful. Like, has anyone ever went up and gotten prayer and it felt a little forceful to them or you felt uncomfortable? And so I don't want to feel forceful. I don't want to push people. Um, I just want to love people. Like, if God wants to touch them in his Holy Spirit, he can move them around. Like, I don't have to move them around. Like, that's not my job. So, um, that's good. yeah, and sometimes I think we just don't um, think about some of that stuff. Um, not that you guys m would do these things, but, like, no blowing on people we, or, like, shofars in the belly, like, sometimes without permission or... <laughs> 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 You're like, where is she from? <laughs> shofars in the belly? 
um, no, like, um, you know, if I'm going to touch somebody, sometimes people feel like, you know, if I'm a woman, I can touch a woman in the stomach. But sometimes, I mean, people who've been pregnant probably know, have opinions about that. You know, like, oh my gosh, I always hear on Facebook, like, so-and-so touched my belly at the store and I hate that, you know. But this is, like, that we don't have liberty to touch people where we haven't had permission from them. And if it's praying for physical healing, like, I usually put my hand where they, where they have pain if it's appropriate. But sometimes it's not, and I'm like, shoulder time, you know, and I get permission for the shoulder. Um... Praying with our eyes open is really um, important, not in like a, you know, blah, 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 like stare into your eyes kind of a thing, but I will keep aware of how, how they're doing, if God seems to be moving on them in a particular way, um, if um, like they start to get healed and they start moving in around, it kind of gives us an aspect of what's happening with them more than we would if our eyes are closed. Do you know what I mean? Like, they could be healed, their shoulder could be better, they're moving it around, and you're still in prayer mode. You know, um, we have this thing um, at Bethel with healing, where we, t we call it praying past the miracle, where you're praying for someone with your eyes closed, and they, you're going to pray, a t let's say you're going to pray a 10-minute prayer, which I do not recommend by any means. They could have got healed 30 seconds in, and moving it around, they're happy, they're smiling, they're doing good, and you're still, in the name of Jesus, you know, shoulder be healed by his stripes, and, you know, they were healed nine minutes and 30 seconds ago, and the way you would have known is if you just had your eyes open sometimes. Um, always respect them, never um, pressure them into doing anything they feel uncomfortable with. Like, you know, if someone has a cane or a wheelchair or something like that, I will say, I'll say something like, do, if, if you want to, try to do something you couldn't do before. But I never like force people out of wheelchairs or tell people, if you take four more steps, you'll be healed. Like, Holy Spirit can speak to them just like me, and I'm not going to pressure them to do something that could cause them more physical pain, could embarrass them, could humiliate them, or it could just be something they just don't want to do. So. Because um, God is so concerned with someone's full well-being, not just them receiving whatever we're praying for them for today. Um, also, something is like, wow, it's already 1030. Is it? Or 10.14, sorry. Uh, it already went to 10.30 in my head, I guess. Don't give a lot of advice. Don't say, like, hey, like, that's just not the place for prayer ministry. Like, if you like giving advice, like, counseling's a great place to do that. Um, I'm not saying, like, it's just not what people are coming up for, is they're coming up for God to show up in their problem, not for you to tell them, you know, what you think would work for them. Um, I guess let's go into healing since it's 1014. So, yeah. Is that if we go to 1040, cool? I think that would okay. probably be the latest. So, so. I'm going to go into a prayer model for um, healing. So, um, not like a formula, just something that I feel like works pretty, just pretty well as in like is, not like moves heaven because heaven's already moved. Like God already wants to heal this hip. But I mean, it's just a model that seems to work and be effective in the sense of, um, you'll see. Um, so if someone comes up for healing, let's say it's Sarah for her wrist and she has carpal tunnel and she's like, yeah, every time. So I say, this is what I do. She walks up and I say, if I don't know her, I say, Hi, my name's Naomi. What's your name? Sarah. Good to meet you. What can I pray for you for? I have carpal tunnel going on in my wrist. You have carpal tunnel going mm -hmm. on? How long have you had it for? Uh, about six months. Six months, mm -hmm. okay. On a scale of one to ten, ten being the worst pain, one being a little bit of pain, how much pain would you have today? Mm, it's about a six. It's about a six. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And so what I say is, in my head, I'm already thinking, like, God's going to show up, like, they could say, like, cancer, and I'm like, God just wants to touch this person. And so I don't become aware of how big I think the problem is. I just become aware of the presence and that God wanted to touch them before I knew what their problem is. And so what I'll say is, Sarah, is it okay if when I pray for you, I just put my hand on your wrist for a second? Mm -hmm. Sure. And so what I'll do is I'll lightly touch her. I won't grip her. I won't, no, I won't, you know, and I just lightly touch her. And I just, I'll just pray a quick prayer 
um, of faith, not begging God. Um, I love the word, but I don't necessarily even like pray the word over people, though I think praying the word and intercession in my personal life is important, but it isn't necessary for me to pray the word for someone to get healed if God already decided to do it. That's just my personal opinion. You can have a different one. But um, I'll pray a quick prayer, like a 10-second prayer, literally. Like, you would not be pleased with how long my prayers are. Mm -hmm. I'll say, in the name of Jesus, I just command all pain and all problems, carpal tunnel, go in Jesus' name. And I pray from a place of authority and not asking God to do something because he already wants to do it. So I pray just a prayer of authority, just a prayer of God wants to do this, be healed. And then I'll say, Sarah, how's your, how's your wrist feeling? I think it's a little better. A little better. So on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you say it is now? It's probably like a 3. 3? Three? Three? Yeah. Come on. So what I do is when she says it's a 3, I, like she, she didn't, I mean she seemed pretty aware of what God did. And not that I'm forcing someone to have an emotional response. I don't, I don't care about emotional responses. But what I do is I cultivate a heart of thanksgiving for what just happened. I'm like, Wow. The God, I'll, I'll literally say this when I was people, because I just get so blown away by God. I'll say, wow, the God of all creation, the God who formed us in our mother's womb, just touched your wrist. Like, it went from a six to a three. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll say, I can't do this. I can't heal people, but God can, and he's touching you. And I won't become aware of, oh, there's still the three. I'll become aware of what God's already done. I won't become aware of the little bit that it appears God hasn't done yet, but I become aware of what he's already done, and I'm like, God's moving. I'm encouraged. Mm-hmm. So I'll pray again. I'll ask her, Sarah, is it okay if I pray again? Mm-hmm. And so I'll pray again. You know, thank you, God, for what you did. That's amazing. And I just release complete healing right now in Jesus' name. How's that doing? Check it out. It's better. Come on, Jesus. That's amazing. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's thank amazing. you, God. And yeah. so what, um, what I'll do is, like, I become aware of what God's doing with them, and I thank God for it. And after we've prayed for them, that's the only thing she gave up for prayer for. Sweet, that's a good day. Let's worship Jesus. Like, that's awesome. And so if somebody isn't healed fully, okay, so pray. Always ask them to check it out. Always say check it out. How many people do you think we've prayed for for healing, and we never said check it out, and they were healed? Like, that could have easily happened to you. Like, I used to not ask people to check it out, and then I'd get emails, like, weeks later. Like, I'm like, oh, I should have asked them how it was right then. And so, say, check it out. For example, let's say Sarah gave me everyone in this room's banking information. And I've decided, you guys don't know this about me, but I'm a multimillionaire, and so I've given every one of you a million dollars. Especially those of you who know me, probably aren't going to believe me. But... (laughs) I believe. (laughs) But for the rest of you, even if I knew me, and I didn't believe me if I was, or, you know, what I'm saying. If I, if I was one of you guys, if I knew me and I, yeah. I would still check it out. Because you could live your whole life with a million dollars in the bank and not realize it. So I want you to check out your body. So go check it out, see if it's better. And we also could live with the power of God in our lives, a million dollars in our bank account, our whole lives, and never check it out and see what we're carrying in God. And that would be so just so sad and so so tragic and so um pray ask people to check it out pray quick prayers it's not in your persuasive words but in the power of god um have people check it out it's really like quick prayers i really encourage you quick prayers not that we don't want to spend time with people or we don't have compassion for people it's not a matter of that it's a matter of it's easy because jesus died for it and um sympathy versus compassion looks like this like Jesus had compassion on everybody, right? We look at all the stories of Jesus and compassion. Okay, so this is what sympathy is. Sympathy is, I'm so sorry, Sarah, about your wrist. Let's just pray that God will come and comfort you. And obviously comforts from God, but like another type of comfort that's like, uh, you know, God just wants you just to, you know, be blessed in your trials, dear sister. Like, we'll pray that God comforts you the next six months while, while you go through this, this horrible trial. Um, that's, the problem is that Jesus made a way for her to be healed. So I'm kind of comforting something that's unnecessary. And so compassion is, I'm aware that I carry God into every situation. I just carry Jesus. All of you carry Jesus. Therefore, when we pray, we can be expectant that God, you know, will show up. And so 
praying from a place of I know what I carry and having compassion, having love, treating people with honor and dignity and respect. Um, when we, okay, so maybe you're listening to me and saying, okay, that's awesome, but what about when I pray and something doesn't happen right then? Great question. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, what I what I do is I kind of do this thing that Chris Gore, our current director of the healing rooms, um, has told us about. Is when he prays for somebody like deafness, prays for someone, they get healed, they haven't heard for years, now they're hearing. He de- he says, I don't take the glory. I don't know how to heal. I give the glory to Jesus. At the end of the day, I say, wow, God, I thank you that that woman was encouraged. I thank you that this person was healed. I thank you for what you did today. I thank you for touching me, for giving me a revelation. And I give him the glory for what he did. Mm-hmm. So when people aren't healed, why would I take the burden for it? Like he said, I used to live in a way of, oh, this person didn't get healed. I'll take a rock and put it in my backpack kind of of life. And he said, I eventually got carrying so many rocks that this burden was weighing me down. And he said, now at the end of the day, I take all of my disappointments from the day and I give it to Jesus. And I say, God, I don't understand why things do or don't happen, but I'm going to give them back to you anyways. And we know Jesus made a way for it. Um, People would be healed, encouraged, set free, saved. Like he did. And so we don't know why it doesn't happen. And I'm okay in my Christian walk having things that I don't understand. There's a lot of things that have happened in my life that I don't understand, but I'm not going to build theologies or arguments against God, saying, God, because I didn't experience it, this isn't true, when his word says it's true. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let the word dictate my Christian walk and not my experience. Because even in like the 17 and 1800s, like people would tarry and pray for months before they had a born-again experience. And they expected, expected to get saved and obviously they did. They had a born again experience and stuff. And now we can go, we pray. We, everyone in this room would pray for anyone in the streets and know when you prayed for them that they would get saved, right? No argument about it. And sometimes when we pray for people for healing, we don't see them get healed right in the moment. And if it's not your job, it's not your responsibility. But never, I mean, you know what I mean. Like you have responsibilities in the Christian walk. I'm not saying that. But, um, but what... But what we get to do is, let's say I prayed for Sarah and her wrist wasn't healed. I'm not going to say, I will never, ever, 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 ever question them. I will never say, do you have unforgiveness? I'll never look for issues in their life, ever, ever, ever. Because everyone in this room, everyone in the world is not walking in the fullness of God. Like, I haven't met one person perfect, you know, no man is righteous, not even one in their own efforts. Like, nobody is. And so... Everyone could dig for something in their life, but because of Jesus, Jesus has reconciled us back to God, and so it's not like people aren't getting healed because of their issues. Unbelievers get healed all the time. But I'm not going to say, Sarah, it's your fault. You need to do something. You need to fast 30 days. It's what you did. And I'm not going to say it's because I didn't soak enough or I didn't read my Bible enough when it's what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to say, Sarah, thank you for letting me pray for you. I might pray again if, you know, we're, she's open to it. Or if she needs to go, she can go. And I'll say, I just really believe God can touch you as you go throughout your day. Keep checking it out. Or I encourage you, you know, to get prayer or like, a, you know, I know you're hanging out with Carrie this week. Maybe maybe she'll pray for you. Like, and just kind of encourage them to, like, keep believing and to not go, why didn't this happen? So um, that's something I do. And then I don't build cases against God or get upset at him and stuff like that. So. Yeah, so that's just a little bit of it, but um, I think we're going to... What gonna... about the one um, that you mentioned when you can't check it? Oh, that's And then so, how you respond so to those yeah. situations. Um, let's say somebody has um, cancer, right? And I pray for them. They have a level nine pain, and all of the pain goes. I mean, like, every trace of pain, they're breathing better, things are better. I will never say to someone, you are healed. I just won't. Like, because I know... Or even if they don't have breakthrough, I'll never, like, send to my office and say, you are healed. Because, um, like, like, yeah, we know by scripture, like, yeah, Jesus died for them to be healed. But they may or may not be walking in that yet. And so if I tell you you're healed and you haven't seen the breakthrough yet, it's actually created this culture in in the church where when I'm healed, 
or when someone says I'm healed, I actually start pretending like I'm healed because I start carrying a shame for not getting healed. Have you ever seen that happen? Like you tell, like someone's told they're healed and they feel like they can't be honest when they receive prayer. Like they're like, oh, thank you so much. And they don't say, oh, it's better or not better because they feel like they have to be better. Mm -hmm. And so I never, ever say you're healed. I never do. Miracles kind of speak for themselves. Like if you've had pain all your life, you'll know if you're healed. Like you just will. Like I'm not trying to pretend that God did or didn't do more than he did. Like I'm just letting what happened speak for itself. If, if someone had cancer, I'll never say, oh, you know, you're healed. I'll say, even if all the pain left, I'll say, hey, when are you going to the doctors next? I'd love to hear the report. Because all the pain could have been gone and they could still have cancer. I just, I mean, it's just not my job. I always tell people to verify, you know, miracles that you can't test out in the moment with doctors. You know, not like, by faith I'm healed. That is true, but you might not be experiencing that yet, and that's okay. Like, you don't have to act like you're healed if you're, you know, not walking yet. Does that make sense? There was something else on this subject, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, something I'd really advise you guys to not do is never tell people, quit taking your medications, quit using your wheels, quit doing something, because they're resp them and their doctor are responsible for their health care, and you aren't. And so you could tell them to do something that... Um, compromises their health, compromises their life. And so let Holy Spirit reveal to them the steps they can take for their medical care and stuff like that. And never discourage doctors, like, think they're, you know, from God, like God gives them wisdom and stuff like that. So Jesus never discouraged people from going to doctors. So I don't think we should. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, do you feel, is there anything else you want me to cover right now? Anything we talked about? Um, maybe we could do questions at this point. Yeah, totally. Does anyone have anything, like, they have a question about anything I said that doesn't make sense? Anything you want to hear more about? No, this is not a time for public reviews. <laughs> what time do we have? I, I mean, there are other things, yeah. but... Um, what, I have a question. Like, when you're functioning in it, like, you know, like, I mean, I think with a lot of people since they've never functioned in that capacity before yet, it's like once you do it for the first time and you're working in it and you're practicing more of it and you're having more faith, does it get easier? Because like to me that's like the daunting thing. The thing is like I've never done this before yeah, so like is this going to get easier or am I always going to feel like whoa I've never done this? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I feel like it gets a lot easier personally and I feel like that's everyone else's experience like think of one area of your life where God's touched you and like you know it required faith like let's say it's like your finances like I am not where I want to be in faith for my finances but wow I have a lot more faith than I used to like I remember when it used to be like oh dude I really hope the 20 bucks comes in <laughs> you know and now it's like you're like okay yeah and now it's like you know the way you view 20 bucks in faith and the way you view 2,000 bucks in faith is, is quite different than, you know, five years ago, right? Or even any area of your life. And so once you see God show up in a certain way, um, for example, like deafness. I remember I used to be like, oh, man, the deaf people, like, they're coming. Like, woo, oh, man, you know, who got my line? You know, they're coming for me. And um, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> you know, see the deaf people, and I'm like, it's time to flag in church. Like, whoo, no, I'm kidding, I don't flag. But um, that's great, though, if you do. Um, so I used to like, be like, wow, like, I'm with someone who's deaf, and I would be very aware of, I've never seen this happen before. And I once heard someone speak and talk about, we don't pray out of our place of breakthrough, we pray out of Jesus' place of breakthrough. So I can't go to someone and pray for them the same and think, Oh, I've never seen this before because I'm praying with someone who sees this happen every day. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus Christ good. heals someone, heal, sees someone healed of deafness every single day. He does. There isn't a day that goes by that he doesn't see this healed. So I get to hang out with him. So I don't, when I hear new diseases or things I've never heard of in my life, I'm not like, whoa, I've never heard of that because God has. Mm -hmm. And so I pray out of a place of expecting, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of how, you know, bad the situation, the family, the marriage seems, expecting God to show up. So now with deafness, like, I get given in the healing rooms that we get to so many people in the healing rooms, we overcrowd and we break our room capacity. 
That's a good problem to have. <laughs> so they, we now get so many deaf people that they take them into the hallway, and I do the deaf, I do all the deaf ears, like when I'm at the healing rooms. So what we'll do is like one week we had 22 people, one person with a collapsed ear canal, and we prayed quick prayers over all of them and checked out all of their ears before and after. And a lot of them were with spouses or totally new. Like if you can't hear, you know when you can, you know. And um, and every single one of them out of 22 had like. 80% breakthrough or more. And I used to be like scared of deaf people. And now I'm like, woo! I got the deaf people in the hallway! It's gonna be fun! You know, like when you people start to tell you you're sick and you get excited about it because you know God's gonna show up, not because you're excited that they're sick, but you're like, woo! God loves to heal this! You're like, wow, I've crossed the bridge. Like, I'm ex- I met a deaf person, I'm excited, you know? And so um, I think just like celebrating the little things, like, I used to never pray for anybody, and now I pray for people. Uh, now, that's a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. I used to shake when I walked up front. I don't shake as much. It's a good day. You know, like, <laughs> I was able to, you know, so, you know, and just celebrating that I'm going after it, and not, like, I'm not celebrating results. I'm celebrating that I'm hanging out with God. So it's kind of what I do, and I don't really like to say, like measure myself up or do like the, you know, how am I doing compared to the girls next to me? Like, did they see more? I celebrate, well, Amy encouraged someone today. That's my breakthrough too. Like we are in the body, we're in the same family. You know, Melissa prayed for someone who had, you know, ankle pain from an accident. Their ankle got better. I'm not saying, why didn't I see that today? I'm saying, wow, we get a share in this. Like her testimony, what she saw is my testimony. And so... I don't know if that helps. Awesome. It's good. Also, my friend Ahab, he sees like more miracles than most people I've ever met in my life. And this guy, he would, when he first started praying for the sick, he'd watch YouTube videos. If he wanted to see ankles healed, he'd watch that. If he wanted to see people get healed of cancer, he'd watch that. And then he would go out on the streets and meet people with those problems. And he'd say, I see people healed of this all the time. He didn't verify that it was on YouTube. <laughs> he said, I see people healed of this all the time. God wants to touch you. And the that is so the awesome. People were so moved by it. They're like, yeah, okay, sure. And like, like the first people he started seeing healed were like because of his YouTube obsession with miracles. You know, and so... I love it. Yeah. I think we'll be so surprised with once we actually start to go after the things that God's put in our heart and continue to how much more he wants to do it than we think he does and how easy it is. And yeah. That's good. Yeah. And Um, do you have any, I know we have to wrap it up here, but do you have, um, we've talked a lot about healing, but do you have any um, suggestions just um, when people come as far as length and how to to do that um totally um because often people could potentially come up for things that aren't healing kind of i speak a lot on healing because that's like a lot of my experience but um obviously i have experience with others you know the, the other side too but when people come up for prayer let's say they need encouraged in their in their family or in their job i will i will actually just like listen to them and listen to holy spirit like god what are you saying for this person like what are you saying about them because sometimes people like, they might think their job is their problem, but God wants to even show them, like, something more. Not like, I'm not looking for dirt in people's life. I'm not looking for more negative stuff. I'm not going to say, like, no, your job isn't your problem. Your heart is your problem. Like, I'm not going to. It is not telling people, like, ministry is not telling people what their problems are. Do you guys know what your problems are? Because I know what my problems are. Like, we are very, as humans, aware of our problems, aware of, what our weaknesses and things that we're working through but to um actually i could probably it's easy to find dirt but let's let's call out the gold the gold in people's lives let's encourage them edify them like if you don't have a prophetic word encourage them like even telling someone like every time you come around you make people laugh and i just want to say that as you're leaving and so praying for their need from a place of faith like you know, I just pray for your family, that God would come, give you give you guys encounters with his love, and praying from them from a place of faith. Um, I don't know if that helps. Every situation people could come for could be so different, but mm-hmm. not going into huge counseling sessions. But if they're believing a lie, like I'm believing this lie about myself, praying that God would come and show them the truth right then, and then ask them, hey, what did God reveal to you? Mm-hmm. If you feel safe sharing it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So That's good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know if that helps. Yeah.
Well, thank you, Naomi. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you um, for having me. So what this looks like for us, because we don't have like a weekly thing as of now, but we were thinking, as long as George does go this direction, because I know he's got a lot on his heart for this morning, but um, as of now, um, that he would close the service and we would kind of be activated in it. Now, the church isn't really familiar with this format yet, so we might not get anybody to come up, or we might, you know. But what that would look like is um, we'll call the prayer team forward, and, and you would come up, and then people can come to you, so you face the um the audience it's audience right. congregation <laughs> thank you better word um audience sounds like a skit it does <laughs> we're not doing skits here yes um and i also wanted to say that like you know we're gonna this is all new we're just gonna work things we'll see how things work at city light and we'll keep revisiting um and occasionally coming back together and talking through things but um um, if there's a week like you're needing to respond to the message because we all have those times or you're needing prayer for something like there's not pressure for you to be up there all the time. I mean, right here represented is probably 10% of our our body and it's probably more than we need at any given time, at least at this point. But I believe someday that at City Light, the altars are going to be full, that people, you know, not just who are committed to the body, but who are coming in are going to get healed and saved and delivered and you know we didn't have time but talking about inner healing and deliverance that's part of what God has for us in in um in our healing um not just physical but spirit soul and body so um we'll talk about that stuff in the future as we walk this out but um let's see how much time do we have it's about 10:40 right now um i don't know can we close in a prayer and so say this yeah say this is the congregation you would just probably I mean you wouldn't go behind the mics we're kind of set up differently every yeah like standing but like spaced out and then when you guys pray for people um, typically praying for people like one-on-one -on -one and not all swarming somebody just that way it stays personal and intimate and they can share whatever's going on with them and stuff like that. So I have a question too. You said with healing, like specific body parts, like say it's the knee, you ask them. If it's like a general prayer, is it assumed that it's okay? Like if it's a woman to woman, do you hold her hand? Do you, because I've seen it so many different ways. Do you say, can I put my hand on your shoulder? Yeah. If it's just like a general I need. Yeah, I usually just version. ask if I can put their hand, my hand on their shoulder. If I know them super well, I might hold their hands, but usually hold their shoulder. Sometimes people need a hug, like a girl needs a hug from another girl, and I'll give them a hug or, you know, stuff like that. But as long as they're comfortable with it, like once I start to feel the, you know, in, a, in every hug, there's the end. Mm -hmm. You know, like someone's done first. <laughs> If they're done and I'm like, you know, they need, they need a little more love than what they think, then they're done. Like they're told, like hug over, you know. So. And like you're saying, it's like a general format. I mean, obviously it still, like you said, comes down to what Holy Spirit. Yes. If you're standing up there and the Holy Spirit is working on you to do a word of tongues and then a word of knowledge then you would obviously function in that. But it, when you're going up there normally, it's not, when you're thinking of how you're doing it, you're thinking of it as of, you know, the way that you're, but like you said, the two tapping on the shoulder or the thing, like every time you pray with somebody, Holy Spirit's second say, do two taps on the shoulder. It may be two taps on the knee. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just listen to Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. If you know him, you know. If it's me, hold my hand, please. I'll hold both hands for you, Naomi. Would you um, be cool to close us in prayer? And, I mean, we kind of, we don't have a lot of time to tarry, but, like, just want to bless and commission yeah. you guys. Because, I mean, like Naomi has said, like, Jesus has already done it. We all carry as much Jesus as we can because we already have him in us. And so we're all... Um, ministers, but we want to, and behalf of George too, like we just really want to bless that and release you guys as all ministers in this body. So. And then if it's okay if you guys are just going to go around and lay hands on you guys, just, just quickly. So.
God, I just thank you so much for your presence. Yeah, I just thank you for, for being here today. God, I thank you that you look at everyone in this room and you say that, that they're leaders, that they're ministers, that they carry your presence, God. And I just pray just for an even deeper activation in the gifts that they're carrying in you, God. God, I just thank you for their specific anointings and callings, God. Yeah, God, I just pray for even deeper levels of, of hearing your voice, of us of us all knowing what you're doing, God. Yeah, God, I just pray just for um, even greater levels of faith, God. And I just thank you just for encouraging us and just for supporting us, God, that, that we're your beloved and that you take pleasure and delight in us, God. That as we step out, that you celebrate us. So I just pray just for more of an activation, God. Yeah, thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you, Father. God, I thank you that everyone in this room is is an encourager and a lover. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, God, I just pray that they would personally each be be blown away and overwhelmed by your presence and your goodness, God. Mm. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. I pray that they would always just carry a heart of just of just of just knowing your love personally and knowing your intimacy personally, God, and out of that place that, that they would overflow um, for the people around them with, with just love, God, that, that out of the abundance of their heart, God, that their, their mouths would speak and just overflow with love and encouragement, God. And I thank you um, for validating everything each one of them carries, God. It's very um, just unique and beautiful. So thank you, Father God, and I just pray that, yeah, thank you, God, that that they would start to see the things that they've been dreaming of, God. God, that the things that they've been dreaming of in the secret place, that, that they wonder, would I ever see that in my lifetime, God? I pray that that those type of dreams would, would be called forth into the now, God. Yeah, thank you, Father. I pray that, that they would have to start dreaming new dreams, God. Thank you, Father. I just thank you for your power and for your presence, God, and for, for activating each one of us in deeper levels of you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you again, guys. Thank you, Naomi. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have you ever seen, like, limbs, like, regrowth, like, arms? Yeah, we had um, this person in Cuba, this lady named um, Maria, who, um, did you hear, you might have heard this story, this was like a year and a half ago, maybe a little longer ago, 